You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat, and I am the host. If you are curious what Couch Talks is, it is the bonus episode of Uni Therapy where I answer questions that you guys send to me, and you can send those to Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. Now, quick disclaimer that, like any Uni Therapy episode, These episodes do not serve as a replacement or substitute for any actual mental health services. However, we always hope that they can help and or be meaningful to you in whatever space you are listening to them. So we like to stick to one question a week and I always keep them anonymous so you don't have to worry about your stuff getting aired on the podcast and you can feel safe in sending in the questions that you are grappling with. Today's going to be basic episode. I'm going to read one question, then we're going to talk about it. And I say, let's just get into it. Hey, Kat, I am looking for some guidance on how to handle a friendship I am currently struggling with. For context, this is a friend I have had for over five years. We are part of a bigger group of friends, but I would consider her one of my closer friends in that group. I really do love her and I don't want to ruin our relationship, but she has been doing things and saying things lately that have really begun to wear at my patience and at times hurt my feelings. For example, I recently got a promotion at work and instead of a congrats, her first response was, how much money did they give you? Maybe I'm being sensitive, but I have created a story in my head that she can't be happy for me or something like that. Another example is when we went out recently and we were approached by some guys that I thought were cute, one of them asked for my number and I was really excited. When I told her what happened, all she said was, oh, haha, he wasn't even the cute one. I generally just ignore her comments and I guess sweep them under the rug, but I'm finding myself now wanting to snap. How can I approach this issue with her or does it sound like I'm taking things the wrong way? 
I've been told in the past that I can be, in quotes, dramatic, and I'm afraid that if I say something, she will roll her eyes and tell me that I'm overreacting or need to learn how to take a joke. But even writing that fear out makes me so angry. I would never do that to a friend, or I hope I wouldn't. Anyway, any feedback would be helpful. Okay, I really like this question because I think most of us have probably been in this type of situation before, if not with a friend, with someone else in our lives. It can be a coworker, it can be a partner, the person that you see at the grocery store every week, who knows. And for people who tend to be overthinkers, people pleasers, conflict avoiders, the situation can feel almost like a nightmare, <laughs> like you're trapped. You don't want to keep allowing these kind of comments in your life. And at the same time, you're kind of grappling with if addressing them would create more of an issue than you learning how to, I guess, in one way or the other, cope with the comments. But what I want you guys to know, if you are really aligning with that, this situation doesn't have to be a nightmare. It might feel like that in the beginning as you try to do some of the things I'm going to talk about, but it doesn't have to feel like a nightmare. And if you do practice some of this, it's not always going to feel like a nightmare. We're going to kind of level the stakes. I think when something is new and different and we've never done something like this before, it can feel really, really, really terrifying because we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know how we are going to respond if the worst case scenario happens. And when we get some experience under our belt and we realize that like, oh, we didn't die, we actually have the ability to cope and move through these situations and sit with the discomfort of these conversations, then it becomes to get less scary and easier for you to do. Now, I think it is very fair that you, the person that wrote this, want to address the comments for many reasons. One, including it sounds like you really are looking for some clarity in what your friend is meaning by these comments or why they feel necessary and part of that might be because the comments that she's making the two that you gave me they just don't seem like necessary comments and out of context they do kind of sound unkind I mean not kind of they sound unkind and I'm curious what the meaning is so I think the first thing I would consider here is what would happen if you just address this in a way where you're asking for clarity in the moment, or it could even be a little bit after the moment, the next day you ask for clarity. And instead of addressing the big, scary, huge thing of the culmination of these comments and all the stories that you've made up. So this could almost be like a baby step walking into it that might end up being the only step you need to take, but this feels like an easier way to walk into addressing conflict for those who find conflict to be a nightmare. So for example, if your friend says, oh, haha, he wasn't even the cute one. And I I do realize that I'm putting some tone in there that might not have been there, but that's how I'm reading it. Instead of just going silent or ignoring her or any of the things that you've done in the past, you could simply just reply with, oh, what do you mean by that? It's a very even tone. I'm just, I'm curious. Oh, okay. What do you mean by that? And if the person says something mean and spiteful, and it sounds like this sometimes feels like these things are mean and spiteful, if that's what this was, then what you're doing is you're allowing them to be held responsible for a comment that was possibly inappropriate. And they have to kind of walk themselves out of it versus you are putting a blanket on the discomfort by you kind of like sucking it up and just being silent and taking it. 
So you're allowing them to be responsible for the things that they did, said, etc. And then there's a space for you to make a decision on what that means. If, if they respond and they're like, yeah, he wasn't cute. Like the ugly guy asked you for your number. I wouldn't be that excited. You get to decide what you're going to do with that. But that's a lot of information that might impact how you want this person to show up in your life and how you want to hold them as a friend. We can't make people be really kind, good friends if they are not interested in doing that or they don't have the capacity to do that where they are right now in their own lives. And on the other hand, if you re- if they realize that they said something they didn't mean, then there's this opportunity for them to clarify or apologize. So you say, oh, what do you mean by that? And then they say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That was not nice of me at all. Let me start over. That's so exciting. Are you excited? What do you think? Being curious about your situation versus putting this ugh on it before they even know how you feel. So you also give them an opportunity to be like, oh, I made a mistake. And I think that can be helpful for both of y'all. And like I said, this is, I think, a helpful way to go about these things. And it takes kind of the pressure off of you appearing too dramatic. And instead of you making this all about your feelings, which it's allowed to be about your feelings, but if that feels like too much, then you're allowing this to just be about what this person said. And you just are gaining some information before you maybe want to take a, a next step or move forward. And I think it's totally fair to say And I've talked about this before on the podcast using that um, intentional dialogue of, oh, I felt blank when I heard you say blank and the story I made up was blank. I'm curious if that's correct and would like to talk about it. You can totally take that approach. This, I think, is almost like a baby step before that and also something that can just become part of your natural language. And it actually has helped me become less assumptuous is that a word (laughs) so I don't have to create a meeting I can just ask for the meaning without giving any information that I might not want to share with them yet I might not want to share with them how I feel yet I might first want to know what they meant and then I can move forward with that and if you get a response that feels aggressive or passive aggressive you can also address that too I am giving you like I said the first step a baby step and that might be a fear of like what happens if they're just like say something mean anyway okay then you can continue to ask okay what do you mean by that or can you tell me more about that and just remain curious until you feel in a place where you're regulated enough to share more if that's what you would like to do in places that feel scary oftentimes we get like an elevated heart rate that anxiousness comes and we're focused on that feeling in all of the what ifs versus being present and really figuring out what it is that we would like to do in the moment. And so if that's something that happens to you, I would just encourage you to take these conversations very slow. You don't have to respond right away. You can take a moment to think. You can say, oh, okay, I need a second to think about that. You can say, okay, and then come back later and finish that conversation. Allow yourself to take these conversations slow. There's no rush there, even if your body is telling you, oh, you got to like fight or you got to run away. Let's just say this person says, you say, well, I'm curious what you meant by that. And we're talking about that guy still. And they're like, oh, well, well he's ugly. That, that's what I meant. I, exactly what I said. She doesn't have to say it in that tone. But if she says something along those lines, take that in. Maybe take a breath. And you're allowed to just make a statement. Okay, I'm actually really excited that he asked for my number. And it's kind of a bummer that 
that comment felt necessary for you to say in this moment. But I hear you. You can say something just like that. Or if you would like to make a request, you can say something like, oh, okay, I hear you. I'm actually pretty excited that this guy asked me for my number and and it's a bummer that that comment felt necessary. In the future, I, I think I need you to ask if I want feedback like that before you offer it. Because I, I kind of really wanted you to celebrate in this with me, at least for a little bit. And you don't have to say anything else and then they can give a response. And again, if they are giving mean responses, if they are continuing to be just like choppy and resentful or unkind, that's information for you. If the person is like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. I'm so sorry. I am excited for you. Okay. I'm going to be better at this. Like you don't have to rescue them. They're allowed to feel bad. They're allowed to feel like guilt because that's helping them stay within their moral compass and their value system. Guilt is not a bad emotion to feel. It's very helpful. And you can thank them for, for recognizing that they did something that doesn't really fit with how they want to be as a friend. If it does fit with how they want to be as a friend, then again, it's information for you to decide how you want to move on with that friendship and move forward with that friendship because we can't control people and we can't make them think, feel, and do what we want them to be. We can just decide how we want to engage with certain people who are showing up as they are able in our lives. So the last thing I'll say that if this is a pattern that you do and you do sweep things under the rug, there's probably an assumption that you're not going to say anything to this person or that the things that they say maybe don't feel as heavy or just tough that, that they're actually coming off to be. So bringing that to their attention could actually be really helpful to that person, not only for them to recognize that maybe they don't have awareness of the weight that their words are carrying lately or bringing it to their attention that there are ways that they can show up as a better friend for you. And I think that's really helpful. I find that to be helpful, even when it is uncomfortable. If somebody's like, oh, when you do this, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me. I want to be able to show up as a really good friend for you. And if there are ways that I can improve and they feel doable, I would like to do that. So a lot of ways you can approach this. This is just one way. And yeah, I hate that you're having to hear some things that just at times definitely feel unnecessary. Hopefully this is helpful and hopefully hopefully this can help some of y'all handle some other things in your life too. And again, really don't have to make this a sit down conversation, come to Jesus kind of thing. Hey, what did you mean by that? I'm curious. So that is going to do it for us today. If you guys have any questions, feedback, comments, you can send them to me, Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. If you would like to follow me or the podcast or my therapy practice, you can do that as well at cat.defada, at Unitherapy Podcast, and at Three Chords Therapy. If you have not rated and reviewed the podcast before on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to it, please do that. That is so helpful and meaningful for me. So I'm going to go ahead and say thank you in advance for those of you who are about to go do that. I will be back on Monday for another new episode of Uni Therapy. Until then, I hope you guys are having the day you need to have. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.